Hey everybody, this is Jacqueline Kitzman from Awaken Tarot, the Instagram and the podcast. You know the spiel, it's the same thing because I'm unoriginal. Today we have, Lisa's already died. Today I have Lisa Tozy. Is that how you pronounce your last name? Pasty, like you're going to toss a cup of tea. Okay, I've got Lisa here, and the really exciting thing is that we met taking a tarot class by Lindsay Mack, and we've talked about this like about three seconds ago, but I'm going to throw it back in, but we started like talking as friends because I hate raisins. Lisa, you want to explain that? She like really, if you do not follow her Instagram, which you really should, she really hates raisins and will go on like a 20 plus Instagram story about the uh, black market of raisins. And that's when I knew that Jacqueline and I were kindred spirits. Yeah, I have... There are several bizarre things in my life I have hang-ups over, and raisins is definitely one of those things, stemming from a Freakonomics podcast episode about the raisin black market, which I'll just have to do. Like, I'm going to have to make a story highlight. I'm not going to get into it here, but, like, I'm going to make a story highlight about my passionate hate of raisins and how messed up it is. I'll just, spoiler alert, they burn extra raisins. You get so many raisins in your trail mix because they burn all of the surplus, so farmers are like... People love raisins. Put thousands of them in bags and cookies. It's stupid. Anyway, Lisa is also an amazing tarot reader. She has an amazing business. And she has an entire Instagram also dedicated to the two cutest black kitties I've ever seen in my life. Lisa, can you please (laughs) talk about yourself and plug yourself here? Sure. Yeah. So my name is Lisa Tosti and I live in Chicago. Um, I have had my tarot deck. Uh, I use the universal weight deck and I've had it for since 2006, 2007, around that time. Um, But I read during a lot of like my trauma and then I kind of stepped away from my deck through most of my 20s um, and then kind of had a rebirth of it in my late 20s, early 30s. So um, yeah, I, you can find me on Instagram at Tisa Losty. So it's my name, but the first letters swap. So T-I- S A dot L O S T I. Or you can find me at Black uh, Cat Tales, which is my two all black familiars. <laughs> um, yeah, and I have uh, a passion project of um, uh, Phoenix Fire Tarot. So it's all about, you know, rebirth and living your life in parallel with um, going through things like anxiety, depression, you know, just crazy life circumstances. I mean, I feel like everybody now has got something they're working through. I mean, the world's on fire. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I come at it from aligning that, you know, tarot is very much about what we're living in our everyday and how we can live parallel to what's going on um, around that. Which is so beautiful. And like oh, that, a way of reading that very much like correlates with, like I said, like just like the idea that you can use tarot not as a therapy substitute, but as a coping mechanism to help you get through things, especially if you don't, you know, have health insurance or money to like a lot for mental health care. Tarot is such a tool um, for that. And so it's really great when we have providers like you um, to be able to help people through those things and cards in that way, because it is such a tool. Exactly. And I, I'm actually very privileged to be able, I just started something called somatic experiencing therapy, which is all about like sensations in your body and helping your mind around those. It's beautiful. But every time I do it, it reminds me of just kind of like dropping in and reading tarot because you're asking your body what's actually true when your mind is going somewhere else. And so, um, 
I also breed with my therapist and like we talk about like, okay, well, if you were a card right now, which card would you be? And like, there's a great way of using tarot as a tool in therapy. Um, And so I'm very much an advocate for that as well. Oh, that makes me really happy. I'm, I'm an, I like obviously like huge advocate for mental health and using tarot to kind of work your way through things. Uh, so it's really beautiful that you get to do that with your therapist too. Like I need to find myself a therapist in conservative Tennessee that will heal me with tarot. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Hello, diagnose me with these cards. Speaking, yeah. of, <laughs> speaking of that, do you want to pull a card? Or, or like Ooh. pull a card and we'll talk about it, or do you want to pull it and we'll talk about it? You pull it. You have the same deck as Ooh, me. Okay. Okay. Hang on. <laughs> I'm just going to do a quick shuffle. <laughs> you can pull it. I mean, I just, I lifted up my deck. I was like, my deck. <laughs> no, we have the same deck. I have the borderless centennial. So you, you can shuffle away and I'll find the corresponding one in my little pile. Right. No, William, tell overture. I, I know you've done one that was in this, but I don't think you've done this one. You haven't done five of swords yet, right? No. One. Or five of five of, sorry, five of wands. No five of swords either, but I, we've not done the five of wands. And you know what's really great is that the first episode with Gabriel, my husband, was on the seven of wands. And getting to do the five of wands is really exciting because people get them confused a lot. Because they are pretty similar but very different energies, and I'd love to talk about why. So that's very exciting. I'm jumping, and I'm also looking for the card. It will appear. You're gonna sing me a song now while I look. Do 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 Five of Wands. Lisa, I'm going to go ahead and let you start here. When you pull this card, what is your initial reaction to pulling this card when you pull it out? Because you know what this card means and what it stands for. And you know that it's kind of a traditionally, if there are no bad cards in tarot, but when people pull this card, there is like a triggered response. And and I'll talk about why we have, I want to talk about why we have triggered responses to cards like these later yeah. in the episode, but I want to know what your immediate feeling is. When you- um, my immediate feeling when this one came up was one, I very, I don't think I've pulled this card a lot in readings before. So mm-hmm. it's, it's also like very fresh. I feel like I don't have a lot of thoughts around it, but this card makes me angsty and this card feels angsty to me. I also, and one of the first things I noticed is like, I don't know who, like normally you can reflect, reflect sometimes yourself or you know see yourself in the card and there's like no main person in this one which I find is very interesting Mm -hmm. I love that about this card it's it is very because it's kind of like you know in the um the five of swords you have the person in the smith rider weight up front and the two people in the background and the card is actually about the two people in the background and not the person in the front, which has also like always been intriguing to me, that concept. Um, and like just the genius of Pamela Coleman Smith, right? But here we don't have a protagonist or an antagonist. We're all just kind of beating each other up, right? So when I pull this card, I also, I don't get like angsty. I kind of get like, oh no, like kind of like a, what did I do? <clears throat> like this card very typically comes up when, cause I love to hold myself accountable for things. Like I love to be like, Hey Jacqueline, like you totally shot. Like instead of, I almost said shucked instead of fucked that up. So in case we're all, I like, 
So this is the one thing that I should have thought about before I decided to start a podcast. I make fucking words up constantly. <laughs> like absolutely all of the time. And they don't answer terms in the comments. <laughs> it's I should like we like eventually I'll have to create my own Jacqueline dictionary for people to go in and translate these things because they're gonna be like shocked. I don't understand. Studentry was something I tried like, to say in the hearts of corn or Shocking. I'm from the Midwest. <laughs> I am from where the corn is. So I'm very, right. I'm corn fed, corn grown. Um, no, I like, it's like, <laughs> I hold myself accountable. Like, oh no, where did I fuck up? When I pulled this card, it is like, hey, how are you in a contractive state? What level of defense are you at? Like I can very often pull this card when my husband comes home from work, I'm in a crappy mood and kind of like contracted and like not feeling very like powerful or passionate or creative or just kind of feeling my fire is like we, it's a we match instead of like a whole candle. And he comes in and he's having a hard day and I'm instantly like, want to compare? Want to compare sticks? Do you want to compare sticks? Because we can do it. Mine is longer, I promise you, which is not fair. You know what I mean? And I think that's one of the reasons that we don't have a main protagonist of this card because it's kind of like don't compare your issues to other people's because no everybody's issues are valid. So that's very often how this yeah. card can come up for me. Yeah, no, that makes it, that totally resonates with me. Um, and I think the angst maybe behind mine is like teenagers. It's almost like like vent sessioning. Yeah. And it's like we're not getting anywhere. Like just vent like um, I used to have a mentor that would say like, you have two minutes to vent before we have to figure out what comes next. Um, but like this card is the angst, like before that it's like, but, and, uh, mm, yeah. it's a frenzy feeling. Like you pull this card and it's very like, where do I even start? It's kind of like that anxiety card of you're being yelled at. Like when you're a kid and your room is a fucking pit, I said fucking right this time. And your mom goes, go clean your room. And you walk in and you're like, start there's socks there and trash there and a dish there and it's it's truly about like okay so where do we start the untangling of all of this in the cleaning and the five of wands is always like again like I said we talk about this so we'll just talk about it now but like there are trigger cards in the tarot that we get and we're like oh no because contractions are really hard and we have been raised throughout our entire lives to kind of like shut down harder emotions like sadness and anger and rejection and fear we we get those we feel those emotions and we're instantly told to shut it down like don't let them affect you and then we don't handle them well when they happen and so yeah. one of the things that cards that are contractive like the number five is show us is how to work through and sit in a contraction because contractions are kind of like growing pains right like they super suck, but you have to go through them to get taller or to grow up or to move on. So we learn most, we get the most downloads in contractions. So, yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I think building off that too, what's interesting about this, about like the comparing sticks and that type of thing yeah. is that when I, you first look at this, it looks like they're all like hitting each other. But actually, when you look at it, like one guy's like raising his up and the other one's like holding his. So like nobody's actually making contact. Mm -hmm. It's just like, look at my stick, which kind of, to me, feels like politics right now. It's like, you know, like it's just, a, it's a literal hot mess. <laughs> um, I swear to God, every episode has had the word penis in it in some way. It's not on purpose. It's just like, 
I don't know, patriarchy is kicking my ass today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's truly like to be in a five of wands kind of mentality or a place is a very, it, it is very much like you're not always fighting with somebody. I think we get this card and we're like, oh no, we're, gonna, we're going to fight with somebody or we're going to be dealing with comparison and ego. And in ways we kind of are, but it's very, very usually not with anybody you're right next to. Like it's, it's mostly like with somebody that you can't even touch. It's like getting on social media and comparing your life to somebody else. Like you can be mad about it and angry and jealous and in a contracted state all about it, but you literally and physically can't touch them because you don't know, you know what I mean? Like you don't know them or you're not in that situation. And so it's kind of this almost like metaphoric comparing of sticks or comparing of issues with somebody that doesn't even know who you are. Or you don't know them. You don't know what's going on. So you, there really isn't a way to like hit each other with that. So it's almost like a, what do you think about that? Yeah. Every, well, and also in the, in the picture, all five humans yes. um, are, they're literally all facing different directions. They are literally coming from different directions. None of them are wearing the same clothes which means they are all like probably from different tribes, if you want to call it that. Like they're all from completely different backgrounds. Like they literally, none of them are wearing the same shoes. <laughs> like everybody is different. And they're like, look how big my stick is. And it's like, kind of like they're all arguing about things or possibly, obviously the ones is very much about passion, about spark and about fire. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's interesting that it's like, this is what I'm passionate about. And this is what I'm passionate about. And they're all coming from different places. And they're all coming from like different walks of life, different places, maybe, maybe those are the colors of their, you know, house families or things like that, however you want to interpret that. But it's like, everyone is literally different in this card. and Everybody has something unique to say, but everything is just getting mashed and mixed in the jumble of it. Why do you think that we go from the four of wands, which is about, so fours are like the universe within the self. So you're in this place where you know and understand fours are because emperor. So you're like, I, I almost kind of draw very big comparisons between the emperor and the four of wands, right? Because mm. it's about being very sturdy in your place. And um, I don't want to say celebratory, but having like an intimate understanding of what you're doing and what your project is and what you're passionate about. So how do you get, Lisa, from the four of wands to the five of ones, what do you think the story is there? Well, how do you get from emperor to the hierophant? Mm-hmm. Like, it's kind of the same. If you think of this as like, I'm personally not super religious and I consider myself a spiritual person. But if you think of like, kind of like the five major religions, everybody is all up in arms about like, this is what my religion says. This is what my religion says. And it's really about like, coming together and finding out like, what's, the what's the same because uh, the spirituality that at least I personally take um, is that we are we're all connected um, in some way so like whether you believe that's karma whether you believe that's reincarnation whether you just believe that like putting out into the universe will like bring better things for you um there's so much about what the collective is doing and so to go from a four of like you're going from this things are good within you like the universe is inside you and things are good with you now you're expanding out into the rest of the world and the first thing you're gonna run into is contraction it's like how do you align with the rest of the world and how can you kind of live in that 
with your own beliefs that either you were taught or that you're walking away from or that you're um, trying to step into. Um, and the Hierophant for me is all about, I know you already did a one on that one, which is actually really interesting too, is like, what does that mean for you? It's like kind of rewriting what beliefs you have is kind of how I sometimes look at that card. It's like, okay, these are the things you're taught, but then how does it align with you? Yeah. And this card is very much like one person being like, it aligns this way for me. And someone else going, it doesn't align that way for me. And understanding that both of those are valid. Yeah. And they can exist in the same world and you don't have to fight, which of course, that's not what we see on the news. It's not what we see in our everyday life. But no. if we drop into it, it makes it easier for us to live within our own you know, little universe. Yeah, no, you're a hundred percent right. And I want to like point back, like, so you said something a little bit ago about them all wearing different outfits and holding up these sticks and they're not really hitting each other. What I will say though, is that they're in the same place. So while that's like this big metaphor, right? It's kind of like what you were saying with religion. It's everybody says, my religion says this and my religion says that and my religion says that. And yet, and I was raised religious, though I'm not religious. So I have like a very intimate understanding of specifically the Bible, which is something that good old religiosity in Christianity teaches is that their religion is the only religion. And if somebody believes anything else, they are wrong. And you're supposed to yell at those people until they decide to repent and relent and also become Christians. It's a whole thing. It's awful. The point though is, is that they're all fighting for the same, they're all arguing with the same God. Like it's the same higher energy at the pinnacle of ev all of those main religions is love and God is love, like, or the goddess, whatever that higher source is, is love. So they're all arguing this dogma, this written language that men wrote from the same exact stance of like God is love. It's almost like you're so far into your own shit. You can't see everybody like is standing in the same exact place fighting. Like you're blind and you're waving sticks around. And you yeah. And it really, I, I love that. And it really almost feels like the more you fight and the more you dig into that, the less connected you come from higher being or universe or nature, whatever it is that, you know, things kind of binds us together for everybody. It's different is the more you fight against literally, you know, the world and other people, the less you become, you know, enlightened and even attached to that. Um, and I completely agree. I was raised Roman Catholic. I was the only person in my family who chose not to get confirmed. And that's like a big thing in like really religious families. But I went to a Buddhist temple for a while with my husband and like, I was just like, oh, all of these teachings are the same. They're just using different words. Like it's all about how can you navigate decisions? How can you be a better person? How can you live an enlightened life? And it's all the same. And yet you're arguing about semantics, you know? <laughs> well, because yours has to be the best or the brightest or the most accurate, right? And that's not true because in the five of wands we learn that other people have equally as effective heavy and sharp arguments literally wands and something that i like to talk about that brings me to this point and i want to ask your opinion on this something that i talk about when i'm teaching the suit of wands is that i always in translating the card i always ask students how are the wands being used because wands is also a suit of action and so the wands being used throughout the suit is an incredibly important way of kind of bringing together the entire meaning of the card. And in the five of wands, they're using them as 
like a flag or like it's almost like protest sticks up in the air, which is something that I find so applicable to current day stuff. It's like everybody wants, you know, and using America as an example, because everyone is probably very intimately familiar with the fuckery, the shuckery happening here in the United States. And <laughs> no, sorry, I'm imagining a very strange political cartoon like Trump's face on a head of corn and you like shucking it. Like, Sorry. <laughs> and like it's the five of wands, but they all have like giant ears of corn on stocks. <laughs> I mean, we're all like Democrats and Republicans at their core are fighting over these issues, right? It's almost like we have to like come together to like a form of everybody's fighting for the country. It's how we're fighting for the country that's different. And obviously there are those of us who are like taking an almost more like Christ-like standpoint of uh, immigrants matter. And sex workers matter. Except for the children in the foster care system or except for children who are live below the poverty line or yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and there's this, this ways of going about it and people just screaming words at each other instead of coming together and being like, do you care more about the words and upholding a way of being more than you care about the epitome of humanity? Yeah. Like you're hitting each other and like in, the, in regards to religiosity, it's like, do you care more about the book that you're holding or the, the principles the you should be living by? Yeah, it's kind of those things. And you know, what's really funny as someone that grew up in church, like I feel like now rejecting the entirety of Christianity, I'm kind of like, wow, I'm a much more Christ-like human than I was when I would have considered myself Christ-like. It's no, and I, I totally get that. But I also think this card is asking us to possibly look at it. Um, cause I kind of, I did the same thing where it was like for a long time, I was like, move as far away from religion as possible. And it was a conversation. Cause like my family still says grace every time they have dinner. And, um, it was like a conversation of like, well, I don't want to do that. And like, you know, you know, if my parents are in my house, I don't want to say grace and that kind of thing, you know, it's my house and this type of thing. And it became a thing of I'm, that's me holding my stick and saying, no, this is my thing. But really what it is, is it's understanding that like, if I'm asking them to respect my beliefs, I need to also be respectful of their beliefs. Mm -hmm. And so like, it's not harming me to have my parents say grace in my house. No. So why not allow it? It's like one of those types of things where it's like, you can still have your beliefs, but you don't have to be, be rude to the other people and shit on their stuff because you would expect them to be just as kind in return. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even like a conflict with, with that, with family, but also conflict within self too, right? Because tarot is internal first. So you pull this card, it doesn't necessarily mean you're arguing with somebody else. But I did go through a five of wands, five hierophant mentality of how do I mix, especially when I first got tarot, how do I mix these religious principles, this fire and brimstone way of teaching with this more spiritual esoteric way of being that I align more with, with this fear placed inside me, right? So it's like two different versions of myself, past and the evolving present, headbutting each other and kind of like, well, this point and this point and this point, did you look over here and think about this? Until you kind of find a way to line all of the sticks up as one. Does that make sense? Which is the 10 of wands. It's, yeah. it's grabbing them all and saying, okay, you know, let's, yeah. let's use all of these. We've got, you know, 
we've harvested everybody's ideas. Now let's enjoy the harvest, you know? <laughs> the corn from the yeah, harvest. Yeah, the corn. <laughs> very Midwestern. This is a very Midwestern episode. There's going to be like, Toronto <laughs> Alley is losing their shit right now. In like, a very food-oriented, you know, raise. <laughs> that should be the new slogan of like, plant corn instead of raisins, or I don't know. Listen, I... It's popcorn. I would be fine with popcorn and trail mix. You would not find me over here throwing like a fit about that, but not raisins. Um, I'm going to have to like put a Freakonomics episode, find it, hunt it down and put it in like the liner notes. Like, please go listen to, but it was, I listened to it like four or five years ago. So (laughs) it's been a long time. Um, I want to ask you another question. I'm interested in talking about this because we did in the first episode talk about the seven of wands and the seven of wands and the five of wands are kind of really similar, but also incredibly different because fives are contractive points and sevens are self-realization and self-awareness. So we're kind of going through the same thing of conflict with self and ego, conflict with self and idea, ideology or ways of being. Um, and yet we're in two completely different headspaces. And I want to get your thought on that. Like, how do you explain to people the difference between the five and the seven of wands? Uh, well, for me, like this is, this is contraction and this is yourself and the environment around you. For me, the seven of wands is all your interpretation of what's coming at you. Mm. So like, that's very internal. It's internalized and it's how you view what you think is an attack or that's how at least I view that card is like the attack is coming, but like really it's not like it's, it's all, it's the anxiety of that, of like, I feel like I'm being attacked. And this is more about like interrelationship and how we work within our external environment. And so there's more of an external component to this, um, which I think sometimes normally we think of contraction as being much more internal. Um, But this is like a collective kind of contraction. Um, So like you were saying, you know, your husband comes home and you feel this type of, uh, you know, like, oh, you had a hard day, but like, that's, it's a, that's a relationship thing. It's not all internalized in you necessarily. So there's a, there, I, for me, I feel like there's a shift between those two ideas. Um, yeah. And I, but I think both of those, I, I don't know why I keep coming back to this, but I'm thinking of like how I would explain this in a reading if this came up which is to actually still use other uh, tarot cards as ways of explaining like how to even navigate through something like this. Um, and so for me, that, that would be the wheel of fortune. Yeah. Okay. Like it's really about sitting in the middle of the wheel and like, it's okay to watch things kind of unfold around you and be a part of it, but you don't have to, you can engage, but you can also sit um, and be that observer while you're in that contraction. I mean, I think of the little small hole in the wheel of fortune as being like the little nest that you can kind of like nuzzle into. And it's like, it's safe. It's a small space. So you're going to be contracted, but you can also let the wind, the wheel spin and not get completely thrown off. Um, and you know, projected into space (laughs) Um, because I feel like that's especially now I mean there's so many things in the world that are so divisive between 
this conversation turned into a politics religion rant, which we, I'm sure we were all told as children never to talk about <laughs> with strangers. But I, I feel like that's really what it is, is like there's so much you can get caught up in. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of even what the ones for me is a little bit of is like, you know, this is my top priority as a voter. This is my top priority as a voter. Mm-hmm. Um, and we really lose the the bigger picture, which is like, what's going to be best for the whole country, not just you, it's the collective you. Um, and so the more we can kind of be observers, this contraction can become easier yeah. um, by observing uh, listening to other people with different viewpoints, understanding where they're coming from. Oh, I didn't even realize that that was a problem. You know, that's something I'm really glad that I learned about. So now I can be proactive in my choices when I'm, you know, voting for someone or talking with other people and informing them. It's, it's a way of um, like listening in that contraction and sitting well, it's allowing yourself to be evolved by it. It's almost like putting yourself exactly. in a rock tumbler and allowing that friction to kind of toss you around enough that you get smoothed out. It's a kind of almost embracing that conflict, that contraction, and allowing it to spin you so you do have a chance to evolve and go forward and then defend that opinion in the seven almost or kind of have the self-realization about why these things, why these things matter. Um, and I think that that's really important because between the five and the six, or the five and the seven happens to be a six. And the six of wands, sixes are very, for me, very heart-based. It's a very, it comes mm-hmm. from the heart area, the heart of humanity being, I've been through this five in which there's this contraction, this conflict, I'm figuring things out, I'm in a rock tumbler going through the shuckery. And then I get to the six and it's about taking it inside and being proud of being proud of the change or being proud of the idea or raising it up and being like, this is something I'm now more confident to feel, live and talk about. Mm, yeah. Seven, where now you can be in a place of like, where people are like, okay, but here are the problems still, or let me defend to you why this is where I choose to be. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Sixes for me are always about action. Um, so like the, the um, six of pentacles for me is always about like, are you volunteering? Are you giving back? How are you exchanging information or, you know, um, things that are, you know, personal to you? Six of cups, very similar, but that's more of exchange of emotion. And um, for me, that's it, it. That feels like community building. So community building comes after this. If you're observing what's going around in your surroundings, then you're able to, you know, view what's happening around you and then take action is the next step. And yeah. then it's like the seven is that reflection. Like you're, you know, I think, I think we're very similar ideas through that. It's like contraction, action, reflection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, for, I love that you say, I love that you say action in the six because it truly is this for me, like it, it, it's from the heart. Those actions are from the heart, but it is like an action that you're taking. Like you have to, and the five you, it, because sixes, ugh, can you tell I have like a cold and I'm like, I have like sinus drainage. Like you're good. You're good. Uh, <laughs> sixes after the, after the five are kind of in this area of expansion, like of things that you care about. It's like, okay, so now I need to care about this thing. But caring isn't enough because if you truly care about something, you do it, do something. And in the seven, there is that kind of self-realization so that in the eight, we come out completely transformed and we're making a completely educated, transformed, 
knowledgeable decision about something or doing something. And I, I want, I'm so excited to someday pull the eight of wands because I have so much to fucking say about the eight of wands. Eight of wands. <laughs> Just like my arms just blew up. I got really serious. I love it. I'm as passionate about the eight of wands as I am about raisins. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I think that the five of wands is a really, really, you know, when you have a bonfire and it's time to put new wood in it. So you have to shift all of these old pieces around to make room for something new. Mm, yeah That's kind of like the five of wands a little bit it's all of the old ways of being and thinking and saying and creating being pushed around and reorganized to add something new in which is in the six right yeah no that's I like that a lot it's like yeah and it's kindling it's still kindling fire and I love that analogy specifically because what the wands is mm-hmm. um and what it represents um I I really like that a lot and part of this I think too is the interesting thing about this picture is that like some uh, cards have that like red or like yellowy or orange hue to them. And this one is not. It has, can, okay, okay, okay. I'm so excited (laughs) that you brought this up. Lisa, can you, can you say what color is prominently in the background of this card? Blue. Why do you think that blue is the prominent color? Can you tell I just like, (laughs) 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 yeah, part of it is is that I, I, for me, I think it's that the, um, like we feel like we're on fire when these things are happening. Like how many people have been on like a message board and been like, <laughs> like your blood boils, but really this is, it's like a cooling card. Um, and it's, so it kind of even lines up with what you're saying about kindling too. It's like the fire is dying and we have to insert new ideas to make the fire spark again. Um, and so I, I definitely think it's really interesting. And blues, I always associate with cups and emotion. So it's an emotional. this is a wands card, but has a lot of emotional potency to it, I think is water. fascinating. Water puts out fire. I'm just like, oh, you know, like water puts out fire. <laughs> it's a, which I said the same thing in, in the seven of wands, but that, cause that card is primarily blue too, but it truly is about this allowing yourself to be moved to a place where like you're better able to carry fire more consistently, right? Or yeah. you're not being completely put out a place where you are able to, because fire needs oxygen, right? So it's both, it's both swords and because like, if you were to read this like weapons, like swords is air. So it's also about like allowing yourself to communicate through the issue, allowing yourself not to be put out like your fire to be put out because here's the deal. Like we're fighting because we care about something. We don't want the reaction of the five of wands. We don't want to get so far into the contraction that we become apathetic because that is something that happens, right? People go from caring about things to being like, no, I'm not going to vote because my vote doesn't matter. Or which as a white person, if you're doing that, like congrats on the privilege because other people don't have that. Like that means that you have, you went through a contraction and you put your fire out you are, you don't care about it. You're apathetic. And that is something that can happen if we're not careful in the five of wands. Cause then we never get to the six of wands, which is a place from the heart of taking action of doing something about it, of getting to the seven where now you're defending something or you're self realized. Um, yeah. What do you think about that? No, I think think now that we're talking about (laughs) emotion and the blue in the aspect of this, now has me thinking that the five of wands is very much a contraction of the magician because you have, as you said, the wands 
but they're in the air almost like they're swords. Like they think that their passions are truth telling, which if that isn't what's going on in the news right now, I don't know what is. Um, and then you have this blue element that's very much attached to cups emotion, but then everybody's grounded. Nobody's feet are off the ground. They're all and the have, grass is green. The grass is green and not what Pamela Coleman Smith does sometimes, which is yellow or sand or something else. So you have all four, you have the ones, you have a representation of pentacles through the earth, you have a representation of cups through the blue, the water, and you have a representation of the swords flying through the air using wands. But this is like the magician who doesn't know how to use his tools. Yes, like learning how to use it to benefit other people, not just themselves. Like what matters outside of me? What yes. matters? Like if I was Jeff Bezos... <laughs> oh, that's a whole nother podcast <laughs> fantasy podcast where I have more money than Amazon. Um, no, if I was Jeff Bezos, because I've been in this position where like, I don't, I'm uninsured right now and it's hard for me to find healthcare because I have a chronic illness and, um, that sucks because I'd also like to have kids, but I can't because uterus stuff. Like if I was Jeff Bezos and I had billions upon billions of dollars, I would probably go help people because I know there are other people in my position. Yeah. Where there's other people who are like Bill Gates who are trying, they cannot get rid of their money fast enough mm -hmm. and they're trying and they're trying and he's do him and his wife Melinda are doing great work in Africa and you know, with the AIDS project and all of these other things. And then they're trying mm -hmm. to teach minority women how to code it. Like they're, they have so many things that they're like, okay, how can we be of service Mm -hmm. And they're actually using their tools to create, you know, whereas Amazon's like, you know, if you talk out about environmental issues, we may fire you. Like, you know, well, um, it's apathy. yeah, it's no, it's, it's very, I think that this is really interesting that I never looked at this card this way, but actually like really focusing in on what the colors and the, you know, the shapes and what all of those things are doing is it's, it's actually asking you to, almost like look at your toolkit like the reason why you feel in contraction is because you're not using your skill set and I think that that's really brilliant and I also want to talk about this thing because you brought this up you talk about it being very magician-esque right it's also very interesting because traditionally wands are it's the first suit after the majors some people choose not to do that but typically it goes wands cups swords pentacles that's yeah the way it goes about. And it's kind of the same reason I, I think in my head that we go straight from fool to magician, right? We don't go straight to high priestess. We go magician first because it's a very physical, workable, using and moving your body type thing. And that is so the wands. It makes yeah. sense to start in the wands because we have to learn how to, you know, we have to learn how to move, walk, explore, gather, fight, talk, speak, <laughs> I'll, do you want me to just explain? I'll just like go through that entire monologue of like. <laughs> <laughs> You're good. You, have a, you have 20 minutes for me to just yes. ramble. Go, um, go, go, go. But no, so like you saying that it is very magician esque, the wands is very kind of like lifeline y. It truly is about learning how to get through and work with your passions and the things that you care about and the things that you create and at the same time make room for others. Yeah. Like not man spread all over the place. Or mansplain, yeah. <laughs> man spread, mansplain, put a man and then a hyphen and another word there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's how language works. Um, I'm, Actually, I, that is how language works, <laughs> unfortunately. I took like DayQuil and I'm over here like, 
speaking and I feel like I'm half eloquence and half like random jargon that pops into my cold medicine brain. You're all good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Can I add one more thing about this card that I thought about too? Because I think it goes into the magician, the skill set and things. There's a way I've never looked at fives, but I'm curious to go back now and look at the other fives. Is that um, the other thing that we have that's a tool for us, and I was talking before about listening, is are you using, partially because um, in somatic experiencing, this is what I'm literally going through in therapy, but it's, it's about recognizing what do you see, what do you feel, what do you taste, what do you smell, what do you hear? And so those are, some of those are internal, but some of those are external. Mm -hmm. Um, So you're feeling something, you're feeling something that's external, but it's very much, you know, it's a tactile thing. And so it's about what you feel. Um, And not everyone can taste what you're tasting or smell what you're smelling. But if you're not listening, like the eyes and ears are very much about like what you're really taking in that the community around you could also see. And it's like, are your eyes open? Are your ears open? Um, And this idea of like contraction, because you're not using all five of those things, which are your tools, uh, your skills, um, that every, not, I should say this, not every human has the ability to use all five, but when one is cut off, the other ones become heightened. Um, And so it's a question of, are you using the skill set that you have to be able to, even observe what's going on in your world and connect on more than just one level or two levels. Are you connecting on multiple levels? Yeah. Sorry. I can see you like, (laughs) I'm like so thrilled about everything that you just said. It is. It's the five senses, this card. It is truly about learning before we can go into this more high priestessy realm of the cups and this empressy realm of the cups, right? We truly do kind of get into this, um, how are we using our senses? How can we literally like form a hypothesis and observe the world with the tools that we've been given? And at the same time, like while, because those things are all very subject or yeah, they're very subjective. Like the way that I, there is somebody listening to this podcast who's like that bitch. I love raisins. (laughs) There she, like it is very like, you know, like there isn't a way to like really compare taste sight here you know, we all have different tastes in music. We all have different literal tastes. We all, you know, the way that I see green or a color may not be the way that you interpret that color, but we can both point to that color and be like, that is green. Uh, that's absolutely fascinating because it truly is learning how to have these things that are so very you-centric and be able to understand that somebody else has something and it is very them-centric and that's okay, which can sound like I'm saying, like, just hug your conservative racist grandfather, but it's not because we're going into the broader, like, people outside your grandpa's viewpoint, your racist grandpa, they have them-centric rights as well. It's important to listen to them. Um, So I love that you said that because it truly is this idea of working with your senses to form an empathic link to other people. Yeah. Even though your senses are very you-specific. Exactly. Like, and I'm just going to throw this out there. Um, I, I don't know if you're familiar with her, but Lauren Daigle, the singer, Yes. I would never think as someone that's moved away from the church that I would love a, what is considered a Christian pop singer, 
But the more I've kind of talked to people about it, I'm like, well, I love music. I love her music. I don't feel anything particularly like spiritual when I listen to it, but I know that that means something to other people. But for me, it's, I'm not going to not follow her on Instagram because she's Christian. Um, I'm going to follow her because I enjoy her music, but also for me, it's a gateway in by finding something that that's a skill set that I have. I love talking about music to be able to converse with someone else whose ideas are completely different than mine because we share maybe that one thing in common and like mm-hmm. being able to use your senses. So, okay. Like, Oh, do you really love this type of food? Like maybe it's a food that you could have in common with it. It's like your favorite food with someone who's like, conservative or someone who doesn't see your viewpoints, but like you have to have a baseline to be able to even have those conversations. Otherwise it's just, Mm -hmm. I mean, you're just going to sit in this five of ones forever. Yeah. You know, and you're not going to grow. And so part of it is about, I think, I think we're hitting on it a little bit. It's like using the tools at your disposal to be able to create relationships, create community in places that you didn't think that that would exist. Yeah. Oh, this conversation. Who knew that the five of wands had... I know. I pulled it up and I'm like, I don't feel like I'll have anything to talk about with this No. And like, wait, it's been like an hour. We're just killing it. I love this. This is like why I'm so like excited. Like every single time I get to go on this and I'm like, and I'm about to tell you something that you've taught me. So (laughs) I'm very excited. But every time I get on and do these and I have these tarot like centric centered conversation centric is now my favorite word and I'm going to use it for every single thing I say for the next five years um that and chuckery uh (laughs) this every conversation I've had has been so enlightening about you know this card and I you know like there are card like sometimes I'm like oh I hope we pull something this and then we get a card and it's the complete opposite and I'm like okay well let's talk about that that's great and then like I have my entire mind blown. I had a conversation a few days ago with my friend Laura about the four of pentacles. And I am so excited for people to hear that because it's just like so much information on the four of pentacles that I think will be so useful, like going forward. Um, And so this conversation is no different. Like, I feel like I'm going to be like, one of my favorite things to do is that I re-listen to my own episodes because I'm a Leo and... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and uh, I'm a cancer side sign. <laughs> so like I listen and I take notes. Like I'll go back and listen and be like, oh, that's a really good point they made. Or yeah, like I'm gonna add that and I have like a journal where I compound like different meanings and interpretations of cards. And like I just like add it in. So I'm very excited to go back and listen to this episode because you made so many great points about connecting this Thank to the mission. Um specifically something that you taught me that has completely changed. Completely. My voice cracked like a preteen boy. Really? Uh, you know, uh, something that you've taught me that completely has changed the way that I view this card is that you refer to it as you refer to it in regards to the wheel of fortune about kind of being in this evolutionary state of you're contracting because you are going through that growing pain and things are moving and you do kind of get to sit and like, it's almost like devil snare, right? The more that we fight and reject the contraction. And yeah. Oh, I'm oh, sorry. Oh God. <laughs> Harry Potter. That's a whole other podcast. <laughs> I can like them from all over the world. I'm sorry. I, <laughs> I have Harry Potter books in other languages. You just totally made my day. You like, you like moved. I thought you like Jesus flipped the table. Like, Harry Potter. <laughs> I love that so much. It is. It's like the more you struggle, the more like you get strangled. So the more that like, she's like lifting your shirt up. Right? <laughs> 
Lisa is flashing me on this podcast. I'm wearing my Raymond Clasher underneath my hoodie right now. <laughs> I, I love that you're. I'm a Hufflepuff. Oh yay! <laughs> like it's so funny. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Which would make sense that you're so passionate about food. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm very passionate about food. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> I, uh, just put me in a kitchen and I'll be the happiest. Um, it is so much like this idea of like the more you struggle and fight something, the less that you learn and evolve, the less you can cross through that threshold, right? Because fives are contractions and death is the biggest contraction of all of those things, which is the ultimate card of transformation. And when we're in the five of wands specifically, it's talking about how do you handle, like at the epitome, like what you said is how do you handle this pressure of change and transformation? Like, do you fight? Or do you allow yourself to like see what other people are holding up and then fall through the devil's snare and then go get the philosopher's stone? It's just a very, it's a very Harry Potter-esque. It is. <laughs> it is. It's, I, mm, I just want to say, I think this podcast is amazing because we've already talked about two other episodes that you've done and for any of you who are out there and like starting to read tarot or still learning and like holding the books and trying to figure it out, I feel like Jacqueline, you are setting this up in such a way that it builds off of the other ones in a beautiful way that you can, if you card comes up and you don't know what it is, like you've already established like, okay, can I compare it to another wands card? What does the other wands card look like? Can I compare it to this other card that's in the major arcana? Can I, and like having conversations, like we've already talked, like you've never done the magician and we've never done the death card. We've never done wheel of fortune. And so it's like, you're already like building foundations for people. It's not even just about like somebody waiting for all two 70 car- 72 cards to come up. Um, like I, I think that what you're on here is like onto here is just really powerful. And I think that I've already gotten a lot out of listening to your first three and I hope everybody else who's listening is too, because this is just amazing. I am literally crying. My face is running again. Thank you. It's like, yeah. It's like, it's everything that I hope that this podcast is. It was born out of like a six of pentacles. Like I just want people to like have access um, mentality. And so like the fact that like, I hope that people listen to this and like it is something that they can use and carry with them because it's definitely something I have used and I'm, I carry with me every single day. Um, and I just love oh. that. Like people are going to love this episode. I'm so <laughs> I love you. So this is good. (laughs) I I like that you said that this is a very, what did you say that the, what came out of this was a a six of pentacles, but I feel like these one-on-one conversations that you're having are very two of cups. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they're like the, these individual like meetings are very two of cups and like the exchange and like, yeah, that's a whole other card I could talk about, but I'll wait, I'll wait for that one to come up in your podcast. Oh, God, this is just all so amazing, and I feel very blessed to be, like, involved in this in any way, because, like I said earlier, I don't know. I'm an English major, and I make up my own words um, constantly, so this is, like, this is such an honor to, like, do. And this to, is like, an honor for me to even be on this. Like, this is, like, your baby, and I'm just, like, I'm gonna, like 
join you for, you know, 30 minutes. I don't know. Maybe we've been talking for an hour. I don't even know. It has been that, but like, it's been such a great conversation. And my idea with this is that I want every single guest I have to come back. I want everybody to come back and come back and talk and do this thing. Cause I want to like, and you know, like, I'm not going to, I'm going to do cards again. Like we're like, I'm going to do a podcast where we pull like maybe the five of wands again and talk about like how I've evolved with that understanding mm-hmm. or how it's done. And because the thing is, and I think this is the gist of tarot altogether Humans change constantly. We are constantly shedding skin, cells, learning something. And tarot is the same way because tarot is a reflection of us. So as many times as we change, as many times as you meet a human like you've never met before, tarot is constantly evolving in that Wheel of Fortune-esque kind of way. And so there's a never, there's, it never ends. You could No, it doesn't. That, and that's tarot. the whole point. It's, it's life, death, <laughs> rebirth. And so when you are reborn, yeah. you have a new perspective on things because you've yes. been through it. Yeah. Ugh. Oh, yay. Oh, I love this. <laughs> this has been so much fun. And I think I get to like, when we get off this, I get to do a reading for you next, right? Yay! So. Yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. It's so much fun. Y'all, how amazing was Lisa? There's like nobody on here to like scream back, but I imagine everyone is like, Hi, everybody. <laughs> right now in the background. Um, Lisa, do you have anything else you want to say or can you tell people, like you told them where to find you, but can you say one more time and I'll oh, put sorry. your Yeah, so too. you can find me on Instagram at Tisa Losty and you can also find my two black cats, Sirius and Rufio. Yes, I named one after Sirius Black and the other one after Rufio from Hook. Um, yep. You can find them at Black Cat Tales and it's T-A-L-E. E-S. Um, and yeah. Fun. And then, uh, yeah, and then my, my, uh, passion project is uh, Phoenix Fire Tarot, and so if you're interested, you can find more information on Instagram and DM me. But yeah, that's where yeah. I am. Definitely DM her; she is wonderful. Lisa, thank you so much, and I will be back in three seconds with a collective reading. Bye. Bye. Y'all, Lisa was so amazing, and it was such a treasure getting to chat with her. We talked for another two and a half hours after we recorded this episode, and it was such a joy to get to talk to somebody with just one of the best hearts um, that I've had the pleasure of meeting. As we all know, though, now is the time where I really dig in and start complaining about the Raisin Black Market. No, it is the collective reading. This coming week, we're really digging into hermit energy, and I so resonate with the hermit (laughs) right now for several reasons. One thing that's happening pretty majorly uh, astrologically is we are in a Mercury in retrograde. Yay. Uh, But we are also, at the time of this recording, it is the new moon in Pisces and in Pisces season, and we're all very emotional. (laughs) I am very emotional. There is a lot to kind of sit and reflect with, and the energy of the hermit is so much. In the Smith Rider weight, this is a human, and they are holding a lantern out in front of them. And that lantern I like to talk about when I teach this card is this truth, this thing that you have to deal with that you aren't ready to take inside yet. And so as we're going through the hermit, we are building this cocoon, this chrysalis, this thing where we recognize that something is happening, and we have to sit with it, and we have to let it change us and mold us and transform us. And we're not going through a transformation in the hermit. Nines are about honoring something, honoring a journey, honoring yourself, honoring what you've been through. And in the hermit, we are honoring the things that are maybe not necessarily harder, in some cases harder for me right now, but things that we have to hold outside of us and take a look at. And so this coming week, as we go through these tough kind of astrological energies and we're really kind of swirling with this emotion, um, I am encouraging everyone and and Spirit is encouraging us to kind of take out that lantern, observe things as they are, 
and allow yourself to sit with that emotion in this safe, in a safe place, whatever that may be for you. Um, because I think that's really important right now. Other than that, that is the end of the podcast. But my, I'm going to do something that my husband has been telling me to do now for the last four episodes that I've kind of been like, Mah! and basically that is talk to you about how much this podcast has grown since the first episode. And I'm so humbled by it. Y'all, we have. I didn't expect to get five listeners for the first episode, and we have reached far, far beyond that. It's just I mean, I can't even put to words how excited I am and how much you guys are making this grow and the interest and the guests that I have lined up for the future, how amazing they are uh, and people that are coming back on because the idea is that when people come are on, they also come back and we talk about their growth and their journeys. Uh, this podcast means so much to me. It is this baby I kind of get to nurture right now, and I'm really, uh, I am not uh, letting the weight of that go. Like, I understand just how important something like this can be for readers across the board, um, and not just for me. So thank you for making it what it is, and thank you for helping craft it into what it will hopefully become. Uh, I just want to say that if you like the podcast, um, please rate, subscribe, uh, review, whatever. Um, those things help put the podcast up in the charts. I'd really like to hit number five in New Zealand, just kind of sitting in that nine place. <laughs> uh, thank you all so much. And uh, give a round of applause in your cars, in your little hermit chrysalis for my husband who made the theme song uh, for this podcast and who also has taken the time to edit all of this and is about to take out all 50 of the ums and likes I've said for the last five minutes. Thank you so much for listening. See you next week. Thank you.